Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... February the 15th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, and our goal always, to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote to promote God, family, and country, using the brilliance of our founding fathers, the checks and balances found in our supreme law, the Constitution for the United States of America. Welcome to the broadcast. I have not been live for the last couple of days, some personal issues to take care of. We were live Saturday morning, though. And then Monday and Tuesday, I had off. Uh, maybe I'll go into that uh, in detail sometime, but it's not time now. I want to talk uh, about Saturday's broadcast in relation to Monday night's shooting as I cover it all on today's broadcast. All right. Strangely enough, I think the two are related. Remember, Saturday's broadcast happened before Monday's shooting. Today's broadcast, so Saturday's broadcast, two days before, now this next broadcast, two days after. And I think they're completely related, ladies and gentlemen. We had my guest with me, or co-host, if you will, Chris Carlson. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. That is the incredible statements by Chris Carlson that I believe have complete relevance in our discussions today. Now, on February 14th, 1776, Thomas Paine, the English immigrant, penned the following words, ladies and gentlemen. Government, even in its best state, is but a necessary evil. Government in its best state is a necessary evil. In its worst state, an intolerable one. We furnish the means by which we suffer. That's in common sense. All right. Now, we suffer basically because we create too much government is what he's saying. What we suffer from today is complexity, the likes of which not only have we never seen as Americans in the history of our nation, but people have never seen that kind of complexity in the history of the world. All right. Now, Thomas Paine continued in his famous pamphlet, devoting to dethroning kings in the minds of the people. Our founding fathers rallied around the battle cry, no king but King Jesus. God is a jealous God and does not tolerate the rejection of his sovereign supremacy in the universe even good men and women when placed in power for long periods of time lose touch with reality power goes to their head is what we're telling you thomas paine says this of more worth is one honest man to society and in the sight of god than all the crowned ruffians 
that ever lived. So a person who obeys God's laws is more valuable than a bunch of people who don't. We talked about from lottery to robbery, how to lose $13 million in our freedom, right? We talked about the fact that lovemoney.com highlights 70% of all lottery winners lose it all within five years. James Allen Hayes is the guy we kind of talked about. He grew up 20 minutes from the beach in the middle-class city of Camarillo, California. And at age 13 years old, his mentally ill mom physically abused him. And then Child Protective Services sent him to live with his grandma. He never knew his dad at all, ladies and gentlemen. And that's how James's life started. It got worse for him as he completely melted down in every aspect of his life. Well, I grew up in Camarillo, California. I know a little bit about the town. Nevertheless, you got to ask yourself, what is true wealth? An investment in knowledge pays the best dividends, says Benjamin Franklin. Rich people have small TVs and big libraries. Poor people have big TVs and small libraries, Zig Ziglar explains. Every day is a bank account and time is our currency. No one is rich. No one is poor. We've got 24 hours each. Christopher Rice at success.com highlights that point, folks. Wealth is largely the result of habit. John Jacob Astor pens that reality check, right? Whatever principle of intelligence we obtain in this life, it will rise with us in the resurrection. What we obtain too cheaply, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness that gives everything, only that gives everything. Heaven knows how to put a proper price on its goods. And it would be strange indeed, folks, uh, if, that, if freedom should not be highly rated. Freedom is vital, folks, okay? Now, you say, Sam, what on earth does that have to do with the shooting? What does that have to do with today? I'm going to connect the dots, folks. But first, I want you to really understand something. You get despots at the top of your government, kings, if you will, tyrants who want power and control and fame and fortune, and they have a, an agenda. There's not a godly agenda. Godless people promoting godless agendas. Then you are going to suffer 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 that's what we're experiencing right now ladies and gentlemen so a shooting happens monday night we'll get into the details in just a second joe biden's first response crazy whacked out joe biden called for banning assault weapons and high capacity magazines on tuesday after a gunman fatally shot three people and wounded five others at Michigan State University on Monday night. Joe's first act, call for gun control. Okay, that guy's a nut. Now, the cops have identified the man, Anthony Wayne McCray, 43 years old. They say police say he died of a, quote, self-inflicted gunshot wound miles from campus as officer, officers closed in on him, all right? 
So I'm hinting you what the, you know, all the details that we get here from the mainstream press. All right. The next details we get are this. I am 21 years old. And this is the second mass shooting that I have now lived through, says Jackie Matthews. She was a student at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut. They say 10 years and two months ago, we can no longer provide just love and prayers. There needs to be legislation. There needs to be action, she says. Now, let me just talk about this person a little bit, because I think it'll tie things together for you uh, in a meaningful way. Who is this guy? Who is uh, who is who is this McRae guy? This shooter, Anthony Wayne McRae or McRae. All right, people familiar with this guy who they say committed suicide. You got to repeat he committed suicide over and over. Okay. When police closed in, say he was socially isolated. And appeared emotionally unstable at times. They say that he was pretty unhinged through his life, pretty isolated through his life, had fights with his parents, had all kinds of problems. Here's what his dad says. His mom died. And he just started getting evil and mean. He didn't care about anything anymore, McCray's father. Michael told NBC News. He was grieving his mom. He would not let it go. He just got more bitter and bitter and bitter. That's what the father says. Now, McCray's sister, Melinda, described her brother as a socially isolated person who often fought with their parents. The sister said that she and her siblings grew up in a loving home. Really? While your brother's isolated and fights with his parents all the time and you grew up in a loving home, huh? McCray's older brother, who happens to be Michael Jr., said that he had not talked with his brother since their mother's funeral in 2020. So let me get this right, ladies and gentlemen. All of 2020, I don't know when that was, the funeral, but, you know, let's just say at least it was two years or maybe more. And you haven't talked to your brother in two-plus years after your mom's death? But you had a loving home and everything was good and everything else. Now, his dad said that he quit his job, melted down, went in his room, and played video games all day. Wouldn't come out at all. He tried to get his son help, but his son would just get mad. He tried to get rid of his son's guns, but his son would lie and got guns anyway. Are you starting to get the picture, ladies and gentlemen? Let me come back and paint it a little bit more for you. All right? We'll do it in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, and I am your host, Sam Bushman. This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media 
that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. They say Anthony Wayne McGray, or McCray. How do you say this thing? M-C-R-A-E. McCray, I guess is how you say it, right? Anthony Wayne McCray was totally lost. And it started, started looking like an old man. They say a toothless wolf man, but refused to get help according to his family now i think about that and i go all right we're starting to see the picture it's the same picture that we always tell you about when you see these mass shootings uh you take a state it's got to be a liberal state for the most part uh or a big state with a huge liberal big city contingencies it doesn't always happen in those places but nine times out of ten it happens in gun-free zones right uh, it happens in liberal states where the gun laws are the tightest already. And every time you see the same pattern. Number one, liberal gun, gun-free gun location. Number two, uh, the guy actually had trouble before. Mental illness, etc. Every time. Uh, it, it, the situation is, oh, by golly, he had some gun charges or this charge or that charge or threats with people. And every time those threats, those charges somehow were dismissed, overlooked. So was he a felon? They're saying no. He got his guns legally because he wasn't a felon. But yet he had committed misdemeanors or whatever um, that got dropped, that got let go. Okay, always the same thing. You've got a past history that everybody knows about. I mean, his parents or his family are saying the guys look like a toothless wolf man. 
people are going, yeah, the guy was isolated and pretty unhinged and pretty unstable. So everybody knows this about the guy. Uh, somehow he slips through the cracks of society over and over and over. He could have got help, but he didn't. Uh, could have uh, you know, been up on gun charges, but he wasn't. They were dismissed, reduced, whatever. Always the case, right? They go on and on. What we know about that Anthony Gray, Wayne McRae, uh, they say he never served time in prison. 18 months on probation in 2019, right? He was arrested and charged with a felony, but he later pleaded to a misdemeanor, all right? Now, it keeps going on and on about this. So you've got this gun-free zone. You've got this, well, golly, he had prior issues. He slipped through the cracks there, was able to have these legal guns. Hmm. Why do we need more gun laws, Joe? Um, the gun laws were on the books, and, you know. But all he really got busted for is a concealed carry. He was carrying a weapon. He was sitting outside smoking a cigarette, where I guess some other criminal activity had been taking place. The cops came up to him and said, do you have a gun? He said, yes, I do. They found the gun after frisking him or patting him down. And then they basically, uh, you know, charged him because it was concealed. And he said, look, I'm trying to get a concealed carry permit. I, whatever. Now, I'm not defending this guy, folks. What I'm painting is this picture, this pattern. All right, now, the issue is um, you got this pattern going on. You got a loner, you got an isolated guy with mental illness, past history, not only past history with family, but with society and with government and the law. Okay, every time it's that way. And then they say, well, he got his guns legally there, you know. Now, right now, they're not telling you what kind of gun that he used or whatever else. So when Joe wants to get rid of assault weapons, there's no such thing as an assault weapon, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in the military, it's a weapon of war. If you're a good person like, say, me or you, it's a defense weapon. But they call it assault weapons or guns with high-capacity magazines. Now, let me stop you there. And highlight this. As far as we understand, the shooting took place Monday night. Uh, it took place in two places. He went in somewhere, shot some people, left, went into a different building, shot more people, then left again. And it was eventually caught on the run by a, an alert citizen. The cops closed in on him, and he supposedly shot himself. Now, the other pattern to this, nine times out of ten, the shooter's always dead at the end. You want to know why, folks? Dead people don't talk. But so you've got this strange person, this mentally deranged person that's got all these red flags in their lives, family, society, run-ins with the law. But every time the law, you know, reduces, reduces, reduces crime, every time the family tries to help but nobody gets the help that the guy needs, what's being left out of the story? Because that's just as telling as what's in the story. They keep telling you about these uh, fa- or people who were in multiple shootings. We'll talk about that in a second. But they don't tell you much about Michael, or I'm sorry, about Anthony. Okay? They don't tell you much. They tell you that he was 43. They admit that he was kind of isolated and unhinged. That's what everybody's saying. But we don't know much about this guy, really, do we? 
Now, the dad says he goes to church most Sundays, but his son did not. Now, I don't know if his son went to church, and I don't know how often the dad went to church. But it seems to me that him and his dad didn't have too close of a relationship, did they? But what you find is a mental, mentally ill misfit. Okay? The guy looked like a wolf man. Right? Now, you got to ask yourself some questions. You got to ask about this guy. What was his deal? His past showed warning signs. That's what I'm getting at. But there was a lot of warning signs, folks. How come we aren't dealing with the warning signs? Okay? Because the warning signs in his past are the same warning signs that we see from shooter after shooter. That's the pattern I'm speaking of. Right? What do you think the warning signs are? Well, he's been in trouble with the law before there. Yeah, he's isolated, unhinged, a whacked-out gamer. I'm not saying that just because you're a gamer, you're going to go crazy. But I'm saying you add these factors together. Isolated loner. In trouble with the law. Right? Now, listen to me. The shooting took place literally over a four-hour period. I don't have the exact times because everybody's all over the map with this a little bit. But basically at 8, 19 p.m. kind of a thing, they get wind of all this going down. Four hours later, they catch the guy at a third location. The two places are on campus, gun-free zones. Now, they say he had a history of mental health issues. Right? They say that he was a hellraiser. And his neighbors say that he practiced target shooting right outside his back door. And he had a recent history of firearms. His father said he encouraged his son to get rid of his guns. Now, I don't know how to respond to this. He pled guilty to a misdemeanor charge in 2019, and the prosecutors dismissed a felony charge against him. They then added a second charge against McCray, which was a misdemeanor. Then he said he'd plead guilty to the misdemeanor charge and will dismiss the felony charge. Now, they say even if he was convicted on the other charge, he likely would have avoided jail or prison time because licensing guidelines between the two are similar. And they would have had a recommendation against incarceration because of that. Now, 
everybody was students in this thing that got killed or injured. He supposedly had no link to the school, not to the faculty, not to the students, to nobody. Now, let's talk about this more. His probation period ended in May 2021. All right, hang tight. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. A strong winter storm will stretch from the southern Rockies to the east coast over the next few days. A streak of snow is expected to bring moderate to major impacts from southeastern Colorado to southern Wisconsin and parts of Michigan. National Weather Service meteorologist Mark Chenard. That's going to bring um, a multi-hazards across the plains. So there'll be some snow on the northern uh, extent of that, stretching from Colorado into portions of Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, kind of across the plains towards Illinois and Wisconsin. Lawmakers want the president to speak on the recent downing of unidentified aerial phenomena objects. Senator Tom Cotton and Representative Dan Crenshaw, who attended a classified briefing on the three UAPs shot down over the weekend, said they hope the president talks soon to the American people. President Biden owes the American people an explanation. President Biden should speak on camera directly to the American people today. Without him actually coming out and saying anything specific, or even saying what they know and what they don't know, the American public is just left to speculation. Super Bowl champs Kansas City Chiefs are back at home today and will celebrate with a parade at noon central time. Florida lawmakers passed a bill that would allow the state to pick up and relocate illegal immigrants to anywhere in the United States. Members of the state house voted 77 to 34 to approve SB6B and the $10 million to fund the program. The state senate passed the bill last week and is expected to be signed when it hits Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' desk. Florida Representative John Snyder. Joe Biden has completely waved the white flag when it comes to enforcing our borders. And, and so what's ultimately happened is that every state has become a border state. But here in Florida, uh, we're not going to just stand idly by. This is USA News. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee to the employee retention credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com.
All right, so Anthony McRae, or McRae, uh, literally, they say you grew up in a loving home, all was good, but when you dig into the details, you start to get the dirt on the guy. So his father is a loner old man who keeps to himself, they say, but look, they live in a small house, and at the front of their yard, it's chain-link fenced across. That's very kind of a strange house, not very welcoming there now, right? Uh, and the problem is that they say cops came to the home multiple times because he was shooting at target practice out his back door. And the neighbors were freaking out and the cops came. So let me get this right. The pattern is the same. The guy's a mentally ill guy. He's got problems with everybody and everything. Not working. Where he gets his money, don't know. Uh, runs in a foul to the law. They decrease the penalties. So the law's on the books. They decrease. Every time they say, well, we can't measure up to the laws on the books, by golly, everybody would be in prison there. So they go ahead and, you know, want to push for more laws while they already have leniencies in the laws they have on the books because they say, well, it's not realistic to apply the laws on the books because everybody would be in prison. Okay, so why go for more laws if you keep minimizing them, right? Nevertheless, then, you know, this guy, supposedly his sister says we grew up in a loving home, but I don't get it. His older brother, Michael Jr., said he had not talked with his brother since their mother's funeral in 2020. So you let your brother go through the whole COVID pandemic. You let your younger little brother, who you know has mental illness and struggles. Your dad knows that your brother's melting down. Literally saying he isolated himself in his room. He was getting crazy. He was getting more and more angry, right? You know that he fights with your parents, says the sister. His mom died. He just started getting evil and mean. He didn't care about anything anymore, McCray's father said. He wouldn't let it go. He got more and more and more and more bitter, and the older brother doesn't even call his little brother and say, buddy, you know what? Can I help? Let's go out to dinner. Let's do something. Let's come on. Nothing, but yet he grew up in a loving home. The sister makes it sounds like they were close, but it isn't close to true. The poor kid had nobody. That's the pattern. And the only one he thinks might love him is his mom. And she probably did try to love him despite all of the problems. But when she was taken away, he had nothing to live for. Now, you got to ask, what kind of video games was he playing? How many video games are good? How many video games will lead you to the focus of this radio broadcast, which is the promotion of God, family, and country, and the protection of life, liberty, and property? See, every time you have meltdown relationships, can't get along with the opposite sex, whatever, you have loner, you have mental illness, trouble with the cops. The cops, I don't know why they're not on this. They reduced his felony to a misdemeanor. Therefore, he never went to jail. Now, I'm not advocating he should have had a felony for having a concealed carry. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. He didn't have a license. I don't have a problem with that. I think the licensing is bogus. But they, they brought it from a felony to a misdemeanor. They put him on probation. They extended his probation. But yet nothing happened now. Let me ask you, when you plea from a felony down to a misdemeanor and you don't go to jail, 
but yet the cops come multiple times to your house because you're shooting outside of your back door in a neighborhood and everybody's freaking out. You don't up the ante there, cops. You don't go, wait the heck a minute. What's going on? You don't go, hey, man, no big deal. You go, wait a minute, this guy's a felon, but he got out of being a felon and he's probation or past history, and now he's shooting literally in a neighborhood? I mean, even if you think it's okay, I, I doubt that the bylaws or whatever you want to say of the city allows you just to, like, shoot full-blown firearms in your yard there. You know? I don't think so. So what happened? How did all this get missed? The laws that were on the books, we simply dismiss and or reduce. So now this guy literally gets more. I mean, look, everybody knows he looks like a wolf, man. The guy looks crazed. The guy's playing video game. What video games? What is this computer show? Who is this guy? Now, listen, they're not telling you anything about this guy, really. They're telling you that he died and committed suicide, which I don't even know is true. I don't know if he really committed suicide or if the cops killed him. I don't know that we'll ever know the truth on that, but I don't trust the cops anymore. Are we talking about the cops that had the, quote, literally gang unit, if you will, virtually speaking, uh, in Tennessee? Those kind of cops? I'm not trusting those guys. Well, was this Anthony McCray guy on drugs, medications? Nobody's saying, right? Nobody's saying at all. But I don't know what... uh, I don't know what the deal is about this guy. We don't know enough about him. But we're not hearing enough about him either. Did he have trouble with employment? Well, he wasn't working. Okay, where did he get his guns then? Well, he bought them there. Where did he get the money, people? Okay, people fail to connect the dots here. Somehow, every time a mentally deranged person that's not even able to keep, you know, keep up on their hygiene, or their, their appearance. But yet, they can rock and roll with a gun and evade the cops and everything else. Now, this thing took place over four hours, folks. Right? Now, where were the cops? How come nobody got on the scene faster? And then, by the way, what stopped the criminal? The very same gun that he used to kill people. So the assault weapon, Joe turned into a suicide weapon, turned into a protect-the-rest-of-us weapon. Right? Right, Joe? Right, you dishonest thug, straight from the pit of hell that wants to wordsmith and deceive the people out of their God-given, ordained gun rights so you can be a tyrannical king and a thug over them? Is that what we're talking about, Joe? Well, thank heavens we have a Republican House, but do we have enough Republicans with the guts to reject more, more laws on the innocent? So they can reduce them to misdemeanors for the criminals? So that they can go out and kill people and then blame it on us and create more laws? Is that what we're talking about? Because that's what it seems like we're talking about to me. Now, Anthony McRae, where did he get his money? Right? Now, we're told he had a suicide or a, a note a threatening note against that school and another school or whatever on him when he died. But do you trust your government? 
right? Now, they say he was wearing a blue mask. Really, they've been telling everybody to wear masks, and now they're surprised that the guy's got a mask? What color is this guy? Huh? What race is this guy? Huh? Yeah. It's hard to find out. Was he black? They say so. Think about it. I'm not comfortable with what we're learning more and more and more. So they're going to leave race out of this one? The last one was a bunch of black cops killed a black dude and it became a racial issue. Big time. This one, I only see one spot that says he was black. Yeah, he was a black man from Lansing, Michigan. He had a history of mental health issues. They say he was 5'4 tall. Now, he's Michael and Linda McRae's son. Um, He worked in a warehouse for a while. He pled guilty to several other things, speeding, driving without insurance, other motor motor vehicle offenses. Right? Now, his mom died at age 62. Now, she died when? On September 13th, 2020. Hmm. You gotta wonder. Was there a COVID relation to that? No one's saying. Let's talk about it a little more, folks. This is critical. We'll do it in seconds on your radio. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. 
Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So you got to ask some questions. In 1979, Linda gave birth to their son and then to their daughter a year later. So he was between siblings. He had an older brother and a younger sister. From 1995 to 2003, Michael, the father, lived in Trenton. In 2003, he moved back to Lansing with Linda. He was 66 when his son shot. Now, they say his mom went to church. The dad says he goes to church. But the son didn't go to church. So now you've got weird issues with the parents. Right? Again, the pattern. What kind of a dad was Michael? Now, I'm not here to attack the dad, but, you know, I don't think he was in his son's life much. Or at least the son didn't think much of his dad. Because when push comes to shove, you know, they, they didn't have a relationship, really. The older brother didn't seem to have much of a relationship with his brother, Michael. The sister just said they had a loving home, but that Anthony would fight with everybody all the time. Right? Now... This pattern is what I'm really highlighting, folks. The pattern is this. you got this mentally ill guy. We don't have any details about him except for he's got this history that over and over and over and over the cops, over and over and over society, over and over friends, family, fellow employees, or the very fact of lack of friends. Where's the church? Where's the, okay, nobody seems to do enough about it. We always fall way short, and then the guy goes ballistic. And then what we say is, let's make more gun laws against the good guys. But there's so many missing components to this, it's not even funny. How do they miss all this with this guy? When he was totally lost and started looking like a toothless wolf man, but refused to get help, um, when you're shooting out of your back door and you look like that and your family blatantly says, oh, my gosh, this guy's turned into a wolf man. He's crazy. He needs help. He's gone berserk since his mom died. Nobody knows. The cops come over and over and over while he's doing target practice out back. See, it doesn't make sense, folks. It's always failing government officials, whacked out mentally ill guy, got guns legally, and went berserk. And their answer is always more gun control. That's the only answer they point to every single time. And I would ask several questions. One, 
What was he doing on his computers or gaming machines? What kind of games was he playing? Who did he interact with? Did he participate on any forums while he was all alone, isolated by himself? Right? Where did he get the money for these guns? Was he on psychotropic drugs? Was he seeing anyone for his mental illness? Or did everybody just know the guy was whacked out crazy, just going uh, target practice in his backyard there, uh, felon brought to misdemeanor, cops coming to the house multiple times because of all this, but no one really thought to, you know, well, he wasn't really getting any mental health assistance. Who was he communicating with? His father says he was not communicating with him. His brother says he hadn't talked to him. Now, I don't know if his sister talked to him or not. But who was this guy, Anthony Wayne McCray, communicating with? Huh? It's vital to know. Was he seeing a psychologist, a psychiatrist? Was he on drugs and or prescribed medication? Which are really drugs, too. I'm just highlighting the difference. Okay, we've got to know these things. And what they're telling you is how unhinged he was, how crazy he was. You know that he shot target practice outside in his backyard. The neighbors all knew it. The cops came multiple times. You know that he had a felony, pled down to a misdemeanor kind of a discussion. But we don't know who he was communicating with. He supposedly bought his guns legally from a pawn shop. See, but every little detail smacks of we're going to crack down on anybody selling guns, the gun dealers. It smacks of we're going to crack down on guns. But who is asking the questions that I'm asking? Was he on psychotropic drugs? Was he seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Were there drugs in his system now that he's dead? Huh? Who was he communicating with? Where did he get his money to do all this? Did he walk from his house to the school? Walk from one location after shooting people to the next location and shoot people too? And then walk on foot like five plus miles away from the school before they eventually caught him? Did he walk all those places? How did this all go down? Did he have assistance? We don't have any of those answers. But the next question is this. They tell this story, highlighting more gun control efforts. Listen, I am 21 years old, and this is the second mass shooting that I have now lived through. This is the first time they've been able to do this now. Take mass shootings, you were at one location, and then all of a sudden, wow, very strange. You happen to be at the next location where it happens. Really? What's the likelihood of you being in two mass shootings 10 years apart? Jackie Matthews is her name. And supposedly she was a student at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut just 10 years and two months ago. So within a 10-year period of time, what's the likelihood that you appear at two mass shootings? And, listen carefully, and live through both of them. Then, who's a liberal who's willing to speak out and say we can no longer provide just love and prayers? Nope. Don't need love and prayers. We need government. We need legislation. We need to have action, by golly. So not only do you have a person that lived through both these shootings 10 years apart, but now they're a big advocate, 
along with Joe Biden, your president, for more gun control. What are the odds that all that happens? When the pattern of the shooter fits so well to some kind of strange, I don't know what. Manchurian candidate to take the level a little bit extreme, but somebody who may be subject to suggestion, maybe somebody on medications. These medications do this. You remember years ago, we talked about the guy who got on medication for depression, uh, went psychotic, almost killed everybody. He was a Christian guy, uh, but he woke up later and didn't even know what he had done from this medication side effect or whatever you want to call it. And he testified before Congress saying, look, these medications are a lot of the problem. But of course, we ignore that. Congress knows, but we ignore that. And then we call for more and more and more and more gun control. It just seems like they're adding weight to this. And Sandy Hook, that's the one that now they rah, keep in the news. Alex Jones, crazy, talking about Sandy Hook forever. And he can't say those things about Sandy Hook. Now you get this one. Do you think there's any relationship? See, if I talk too much about it, though, then I'll end up like Alex Jones. Except I don't have a golden parachute of just money, magic money coming from everywhere. Poor Alex Jones got ratcheted down to $20,000 a month, and he rioted and said he couldn't even live on that. He had to have 50 for hell's sakes, right in the middle of a bankruptcy, a big old BK. You're taking down my whole company, but by golly, I got to live on 50 grand a month. I'd sure love to live on 50 grand a month while declaring the big old BK, and I'm not talking Burger King or the BK Lounge or anything like that. I'm talking about bankruptcy, right? Okay, think about that, folks. Alex Jones goes to prison over, or doesn't go to prison, sorry. Alex Jones avoids prison, but yet fined big time for the Sandy Hook issues. But yet he's living on tons of money a month, even through his bankruptcy, even when he supposedly lost everything, right? But while that's going on, Sandy Hook comes up again in this case. By golly, several people that were at Sandy Hook now just happen to be at Michigan State. Wow, and the people that went through these both live to tell the tale and are glad to make sure you know that the only way, we can't do prayers, we can't have love. No, you got to have government. Now, remember how I started out talking about government at best is a necessary evil. Well, folks, why do we keep turning to government? Now, the next narrative they put in your face over this, 67th mass shooting in the U.S. so far this year, according to the Gun Violence Archive. Now, did you know there was 67 shootings this year? I don't know how many of you of them you've heard about, but let me get this right. It's February 15th. Okay, I'm not very smart, but just, you know, that means there's like 45, 46 days in 2023 thus far, right? So they're claiming we've almost, well, we've had like one and a half mass shootings per day. Ladies and gentlemen, is that the way you remember it in the news? That you've literally had a one and a half plus shootings every single freaking day? Since the start of the year, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and just shootings every single day, one and a half? And how many of them have you heard about that are tracked in the mainstream press? And what decides which ones out of those 67 get covered? Because I know about three, four, five, six of them maybe. 
but I sure don't know about 10 of them, much less 67 of them. But that's what they're saying. And the next question is this. Why do we have continual shooting increases in America today? America seems to be only the only nation, for the most part, that has this massive, ever-escalating problem. My question, why is this happening? Well, Sam, because we need more gun laws on the books. Don't you know that? Lies. I'm going to tell you. You look at the pattern and you know the answer. Mentally ill people with no support in society. The poor guy had his mom. He was clinging on the edge when his mom was alive. She, I'm guessing, did all that she could for him. But when she died, he had nothing and no one and nothing to lose. And then the pattern of isolation, guns as a fascination, mental illness, combined with video games and whatever else he was doing, no God family country in his life, but plenty of cigarettes and staying out all night and getting busted in the middle of the night and speeding and, you know, hey, where, where does he get this car? He's not working, trouble with employment, okay? And every time what we say is we need more gun control. Everybody's calling for it. The poor victims of both massacres that they just happened to be at, everybody's pleading for gun control. But no one's talking about we need to step back. And why did this guy fall through the cracks in society? Why was the poor guy so isolated and alone? Who around him reached out with love? Anybody from the neighborhood? No, they were calling the cops because he was out back shooting stuff. All right, what about the church? No, dad went to church, but son didn't there. Yeah, the family was close, says the sister. But the dad says, I couldn't even talk to my son. The elder brother says, yeah, I hadn't talked to him since mom died. How did mom die? I got a lot of questions, folks, and we're getting very few answers. Every detail we get makes this crime look worse and makes this guy look evil. Is that true? Or was the poor guy dropped from society and dropped from any help that he possibly had? We should be looking inward for solutions towards God, family, and country, not outwards towards violating our God-given inalienable rights of self-defense from people like him and the government. When we come back, I even have more questions. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. God save us all.